0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Jigs and Distance Football Podcast. Sorry it's been a little bit. I know we had one podcast that didn't work for whatever reason. Um, And then we had the Maple River Basketball one that didn't work, thankfully. The second one did. Um, So this week, I'm going to do similar to what I did the second time with Eric Ward, a.k.a. Wardle. Uh, for Maple River Basketball, I'm uh, going to call this time. I'm going to call everybody on my phone, though, and then use the Anchor app on my wife's phone so there won't be any interruptions. And hopefully it'll work well, just like it did for the Maple River Basketball one. So I'm going to do it a little bit differently, hoping we won't have any more technical difficulties. Um, We're going to recap the Super Bowl. I know that was a few weeks ago already, but we're going to recap it, Uh, declare who won in picks, we're going to talk some free agency, probably uh, talk about some trades, especially the Rams-Lions big trade. Maybe talk and draft a little bit. Um, it, so anyway, I expect this to be a fairly long podcast. But thanks as always for listening. And hopefully uh, you enjoyed this podcast. So without further ado, I'm going to dial up the guys. And we'll get this uh, football one going to wrap up the season, so to speak. Um, I do expect to do more. Um, as free agency progresses and after the draft. Um, we probably won't do one, obviously, every week throughout the season. but I do plan to do a couple more. But this will wrap up the postseason, so to speak. So anyway, I'm going to get the guys dialed up here. Hey, Colton, how's it going? It's going? Good. You ready, man? Yeah, I am. Sounds good. I'm going to put you on hold and get uh, the other guys on, so hold on.
1: Okay.
0: Also, just a reminder, just like last time, I'm also not going to pause it while I call them, so there will be a little bit more dead time than there has been in the past, but I just... uh, I'm hoping that by doing it this way I'm
1: hoping
0: Hello? Hello Sorry Colton, I'm not ready yet, I just hit the wrong button, so Okay. Um but anyway by uh doing it this way I'm hoping that um we won't have any more technical difficulties, so Stephen, I'm sorry, Campley. Hello? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good are you? Good, thanks. Good put you on hold just for a second here. Sounds good. Good, all right. Scott did have something come up, so he's not with us tonight. But he uh said go ahead because it's we've been trying to do this for a while, so uh, he just had some stuff go up come up, and it's kind of hectic around his place. So, um, but Ethan and Colton and Noah, you're all still there? Yep. Yep, I'm here. Perfect. Okay, so first things first, before we get into free agency a little bit and talk about some trades and possibly the draft a little bit, just depending on other stuff, Uh, we'll recap the Super Bowl a little bit. So, uh, Kansas City was favored by three points. Tampa Bay won 31-9. to Scott took... Kansas City by ten and a half for four points. Of course, got that wrong. I took Kansas City by eight for three points. Uh, Colton took Kansas City by 13, I think it was. Um, Noah took Kansas City by eight, and Ethan took... Kansas City by five and a half. Well, obviously, we all got it wrong. Then we also did a tiebreaker because it was tight going into the Super Bowl. It was a three-way race between Colton, Ethan, and myself. So we also predicted how many total points would be scored. Uh, Scott went 42. I went 57. Colton went 60. Noah went 56. Ethan went... 62. So anyway, the final was 31 to 9, as I said. And um, because I was one behind, I would have got closest on the score, but because none of us got the game right, that... W- meant the tiebreaker went to Colton, because he went by 60 points. So he got closest, and he won by way of tiebreaker. So congratulations for repeating in picks Colton. I think you guys might as well call me the GOAT. I mean, I think Ethan
1: Sunderlair <laughs> called me the GOAT after I won. So, I mean, I'm just waiting for you to call me the GOAT, Elias.
2: I never called you the GOAT. I'm pretty sure you picked your... Uh, total score number, just because you picked the total number of points that you actually had for the game. I don't even know if you under, understood what was going on, but you got me. I'll give it
1: to you. Well,
0: I told you you, you weren't gonna win this year, son. You were right, Colton. He came close. He did come close. I mean, you guys had the same amount of points. You just won by tiebreaker. So, no, it was. You know, go, you know going into that one, I believe I think I asked Ethan how many points I had. I think Ethan said I was ahead by three, and he was either one or two behind me going into the Super Bowl. What's that? So, I would say we were tied going into that last one, see money. Yeah, you, I didn't think I didn't think we were Yeah, you guys were tied. That's why you won by the tiebreaker. You guys, think- you you guys both had fifty eight, and I had fifty seven going into the oh. Super Bowl. go to uh, Patrick Mahomes the one in the Super Bowl but that's okay yep. so anyway just to recap a little bit obviously Tampa won 31 to 9 um, yep. t- Tom Brady was 21 of 29 for 201 and 3 touchdowns no interceptions not outstanding stats as far as yards go but you know he got the job done uh, Leonard Fournette had 16 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. Gronkowski had two touchdowns on 67 yards, and Antonio Brown had a one. And then... Can I add, can I add something? Yeah. They were going to cut Leonard Fournette, I think,
1: either before playoffs started or something, and then he heated up in the playoffs. And...
0: The of the line yeah, he definitely was good for them down the stretch. And Jones wasn't bad either. He had 12 carries for 61 yards. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Mahomes was... Or for Kansas City, I should say. Mahomes was 26-49 of 49 for 270. No touchdowns, two picks. Um... He did everything he could in my opinion. The reason I say that is he was getting pressured constantly and he was still trying to make plays. But Tampa Bay was just the better team throughout the game. So. Their defense is okay. Right? Their defense is really good. Um, I would say, the you know, starting, two starting all-around people, they were in... I don't. I don't think uh Tampa Bay would have won. In my opinion, I disagree. The reason I say that is, even though Kansas City beat them in the regular season, Kansas City dominated the first half, and then Tampa Bay in the second half figured something out on defense, which is why it was a game at all. And they pressured Mahomes quite a bit in the second half. Got got quite a few got a few sacks in the second half. So you look at the second half of the first game when they did have a healthy offensive line and they were getting pressure then, and then they did it again in the Super Bowl. So, yes, it might have made a difference, but I still think they would have lost. I think Tampa Bay had the perfect game plan. I will disagree with you on that. And I don't think Tampa is going to repeat this year, but um, I will say...
1: They really pressure Patrick Mahomes throughout the game, and their defense is really good. And their offense is really good, too. Kansas City's offense is really good, and don't get me wrong. I will take Patrick Mahomes any day of the week over Tom Brady. I don't I really would take Patrick Mahomes over Tom Brady today, tomorrow, any time of the week. I would still, but... Canton Bay was thirteen
0: that got uh close to the Super Bowl. Yep. Ethan I just I just wish you know the Packers were alone and would have made it to the Super Bowl so I didn't have to buy another jersey. <laughs> I, yeah.
3: I do have one thing to add too about the um the Super Bowl and the the the, uh, the Packers game as well. Um, looking at it and I mean obviously the, the Bucs defense stepped up even a notch further against the Chiefs. Um, I mean, they had a good, really good uh, defense both times, but the defense really stepped up in the Super Bowl. Um, but, I mean, just looking, like, every, you know, it was going around. Everyone was saying, oh, Rodgers, he can't, you know, he can't perform in those games,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: you know. But, like, if you think about it, uh, Tom Brady could have thrown three picks in the Super Bowl as well, and he still would have won, even if the Chiefs had won – you know, even if they had scored touchdowns on every single pick, they still would have lost. Like, you know, I look at it, even with the three touch you know, even with the three picks, even facing the 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 same defense, Aaron Rodgers, you know, I mean, he performed better and obviously the the defense played a little bit differently each game. But I'm just saying, even with Kelsey, even with, you know, Hill, even with uh, you know, a decent good line you know, I mean it's Rodgers still ended up doing better, um,
1: but I obviously both both ended up losing. I, I am not going to blame that on Rodgers, that, that game before Super Bowl. I'm going to solely put that at the hands of Matt O'Four. Our coaching sucked during that game towards the end. I am not blaming i I'm not blaming anybody other than Matt O'Four. The coaching Sucked. That's all I'm going to say. Because Aaron Rodgers could have won that game and would have won that game and probably would have beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl.
0: Ethan, you haven't got a chance to say much. You got anything to say about the Super Bowl? Yeah, thanks for No um, problem. The big thing that I just want to point out is
2: that Todd absolute great game for the Tampa Bay defense yep Uh, I was always a big fan of him he's from Arizona just like Arians was so I've kind of been following their their coaching for a while I've been a believer in it after seeing it successful in the desert for the few years that we had Carson Palmer there and the defense was great with uh, Honey Badger there as one of our safeties and it was that team was just a lot of fun to watch and the, way, the different ways to do is bring in pressure and then just playing the two-eye safety look the whole time. I was just really impressed by what they were able to do scheme-wise. And, see, I don't think they adjusted really well to it. I thought they needed to get the ball on the ground more. I know that's not their go-to by any means, but they. I felt like that would have been a better adjustment to kind of attack the, the look that they were giving them. And honestly, I think if you look at the numbers, C.E.H. actually had a decent game, just not a lot of carries and stuff based on situation and just kind of based on the way that the Chiefs usually play, but I think it definitely would have helped the Chiefs out if they were able to balance it out more and get him the rock to get more of a one-high safety list from Tampa Bay.
0: Right. Yeah, and uh, another, yeah, I mean, I agree, Bowles had a great game plan, Um Antoine Winfield came up with a big interception. You know, the former Gopher, which was cool to see. It was cool to see two former Gophers win Super Bowl rings, him and Tyler Johnson. Johnson wasn't used as much, of course, but he's he when he was asked to make plays, I know he had one really impressive catch earlier in the playoffs. And uh, I think as the years go on, he'll be used more and more. But it was cool seeing two former Gophers... Uh, you know, provide some valuable time for them, especially Winfield starting at safety right away. But I absolutely agree. I've always liked Todd Bowles, too, and he had an absolute great game plan. Yeah, and just to go off
2: your point about Tyler Johnson, with Godwin and A.B. both being agents this year, I know they were saying they want to keep the band together, but uh, Godwin for sure is going to be demanding quite a bit of money just based on his performances, so unless he's getting franchised, I think that there's a potential that Tampa Bay feels confident enough in Johnson and what he showed in the short since that he was able to be out on the field, that they just kind of move on and use him as either the wide receiver two or three for sure, just behind Mike Evans there too. I'd be really excited to see that because I believe in what I saw on the field this year,
0: obviously, along with his collegiate production. Right, Absolutely. All right, anybody else have anything to say about the Super Bowl before we move on to uh, some other football talk? No, let's just move on to a agency. Okay. Well, I'm going to start that off with, uh, of course, the big news, which I know Ethan's excited about. J.J. Watt signing with the Cardinals for two years, $31 million, and I think... It was either 23 or 24 million oh, of that, it's guaranteed, but Ethan, I'll, million. what's that? 23 million is guaranteed. Okay, well I knew it was 23 or 24, so Ethan, I'll let you start this one off, just because you're a Cardinal fan. Yeah, really? <laughs> I'm really, obviously I'm excited about it, I still think that JV is one of the a-
2: Defensive players in the league, not just name wise, but I think production wise, the biggest thing is just keeping them on the field. And obviously, with what he was getting paid by the Cardinals, and that some of the other offers were obviously in that ballpark too, that means that he definitely had trade value. And it was probably a respectful decisions by the type or by the Texans to let him go and be able to pick where he was going. But at the same time, a little bit shocked just because of how much of a business the NFL is to just let them basically join another team for free instead of them. I bet you they would have at
0: least got a second or a third in draft compensation for them still from somebody. Right. So a little bit shocked that way, but just from a standpoint,
2: I think that Wilson now in the NFC West needs to double down on getting more protection from the Seahawks because... From the Cardinals' defensive line standpoint, he's going to be going against Watt and Jones for sure. I'm assuming that they're going to franchise with Hassan Reddick, too, who had 12.5 sacks himself this year. So those three will be on the defensive line for Arizona this year. So that, he'll be seeing those three guys twice a year. He'll be seeing those twice 10, a year. And he's also 10, going to be 10, seeing 10, Aaron Donald 10, twice a year, too. So 10. if I'm Wilson, I'm doubling down on trying to get more pass pro protection. But just... I think in that division, you just got to keep making moves to keep up with people. The Rams just went and got Stafford. And so Arizona, they responded to making a move of their own just to stay relevant because that division is so expensive right now.
0: Right. I,
3: obviously, uh, you're a uh, Cardinal fan. I I forget. Um, I think the Cardinals have a fairly good um, defensive. I'm not sure if it's a defensive end or tackle right now. Um, I forget his name. Um. I think he got like 13 sacks already this last year. Yeah, that was that was radic. He was playing okay. outside,
2: kind of walked up backer, and then Chandler Jones led the league in sacks two years ago, but he
3: tore his bicep in week. I want to say four or five this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Um, I yeah. If they have all three of those, um, obviously J.J. Watt. Um, I mean he's done a little less over the last few years, but I mean he has had, uh, you know, several injuries. So I mean. He's obviously great, I think, a two-time defensive player, and uh, I think, I mean,
0: he's definitely going to be an upgrade, and having the three of them is going to be scary. I'm also going to say something quick. Uh, So I saw what Stephen A. Smith said about J.J. Watt going to Arizona, and about how it was a mistake. Well, I'm going to disagree with Stephen A. on that one, because... I feel like Arizona is closer than he gives them credit for. Also, he said, you know, he thought some other teams are closer to a Super Bowl than Arizona. That was on Watt's list, including Pittsburgh, where his brothers are. Well, first off, I totally disagree with him on Pittsburgh, because we saw what happened last year. They got off to a great start and then imploded. And they really are not that close to a Super Bowl, in my opinion. I think arizona i know I know Arizona's in a tough division, but there's one right there where Arizona's closer to a Super Bowl than Pittsburgh in my opinion um Green Bay, obviously you could make an argument is closer than Arizona, but they've they've been in the conference championship two years in a row blue at both times, so um, what I'm getting at is I don't think it was a mistake. JJ Watt. I think he went to a team that has a very good defense, and now with three guys on the defensive line that are all very good, I think they're going to be that much better. I think Kyler Murray is going to, you know, take another step forward. So I'm actually going to go out on a limb right now. I know I haven't seen the draft or anything like that, but I'm going to go out on the limb right now and predict that if, as long as those guys stay healthy, okay, I'm gonna add that part. If that D-line stays healthy, I'm gonna predict that Ethan's Cardinals, are gonna be in the NFC Championship next year. So, just a I bold prediction. Kind of <laughs> so. <laughs> so. I, I'm with you franchise. I, I've seen a little bit of hate. It's from the Twitter
2: community and my like Stephen A. Smith piece, too, but... You have a quarterback on his rookie year or on his rookie deal still. So you're able to spend a little bit more in some other positions. Uh, I I really think that Kyler's gonna take another step in his game this year. I think the big thing going forward now is solidifying the secondary. Patrick Peterson's a free agent this year and while I still think he's a corner one in this league, he's not elite anymore like he used to be. Yep. So they gotta make sure that they figure out that situation. I don't know how much money he's going to be demanding on the open market, but they got to make sure that their corner position is solid. And then I'm also looking at hopefully adding another wide receiver, too, next to Hopkins. I like Christian Kirk, but whenever I feel like he's kind of getting into a groove, he just seems to get hurt. So I think that's a need that they could also address in the draft. And then I also think with this recent signing that Kenyon Drake is not going to be re-signed. So I think there's a potential for them to try to snag one of those running backs in either the later in the second round or in the third round too. Some of the names that I would like are Javonte Williams. I think ETN really fits their system too, but I think he's going to go higher in the draft than Williams.
0: So, just cause really quick, and then I'll let Colton talk in a minute, but just cause you brought up the receiver thing. You're the Cardinal fan. You've got closer than I do. Um. You said they could use another receiver. Is there a chance they take one even in the first round, or do you think they wait longer than that? The reason I ask is, um, I know Rashad Bateman from the Gophers is getting some steam as a first-round draft pick now projection, and there's some other obviously good receivers too. So I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, so...
2: Uh, they're picking at 16, I believe, right now. So that's that's decent range to take one. I know Kyler last year was lobbying for them to take C.D. Lamb in the first. So I know he definitely. I mean, that could be seen because they were teammates in the past. But I I don't think I would rule it out, especially if there's someone that they like there for them to take one. But I would assume that they take corner in the first, I okay. mean. I think it's hard, too, with just how
1: much more of a need that is right now for them still. But right. Personally, I, I really like the film that I've
2: watched on Jalen Waddle. I think that after his ankle injury, he might slip a little bit, but at the same time, I think after Chase, he's probably going to be the second receiver off the board. I just don't know where. I think he'll go before Devontae Smith right now, though.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious, come come pro day or whatever... Because I saw reports that, granted, I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know who timed them, but I saw reports on CBS that Bateman ran a 439.40. Whether that's just his agent putting that out there, I don't know. Because most people, you know, they say how good of a route runner he is, and he's not... I mean he can make plays in the open but that wasn't what he was known for. But if he can actually come to the pro day and run a four four or less, I mean Bateman's stock is gonna go that much higher in my opinion, if he really runs it that fast. So no, I agree. I agree with that statement too. I was as a Gopher fan, I was
2: excited by that too, obviously. But I was most I think Bateman does a lot of things well. Uh, I think he's probably the most well-rounded receiver when it comes to everything. Maybe not as elite in one or two certain categories as some of those other higher-name guys, but if he runs a 4-4, four, four, I agree that his stock's going to go up. If I had to guess right now, the order the receivers are going to be taken, I would go that Chase goes number one, I'd say Waddle's the second receiver off the board, and then I think Smith will still be the wide receiver three right now, but I think Bateman could sneak into the wide receiver three nope. discussion come draft time if he actually runs a sub 4-4, because I do have Bateman as my wide receiver four right now.
0: Okay. Gotcha. All right, Colton, you got anything to add to any of that? You know, you said something about my pocket, so I'm going to unleash
1: them in a Number one, first time Packers went to the NFC Championship last year. That was, they just completely flat out lost. Okay, I'll yeah. give you that. This year, it was coaching. It wasn't player slow. wasn't anything like that. It was coaching. Flat out coaching. That's all it was this year that Packers lost. Otherwise, it would have been. They would have played in the Super Bowl and. Kansas City probably would end up losing. Um, JJ Watt uh, not the Cardinals. They honestly didn't need him, but that's just me. Um, Packers could have used him more than Cardinals could have, in my opinion. Um, JJ Watt is very good, and Russell Wilson better uh, hope he gets traded, otherwise <laughs> he's going to have to deal with that. Uh, Aaron Donald twice a year, and uh, J.J. Watt twice a year. He's going to start taking sacks like David Carr. Yeah, he's going to – Russell Wilson is a very good quarterback, but I think his time in uh, Seattle is coming to an end. And he could go to the Bears, or he could go to a different team. But I did see, I can't remember the article because I was going to send it to you, I can't remember the article, but I I think I've seen a quarterback that I like that could go to the Bears. Can't remember the name. I'd have to look again. But there are plenty of quarterbacks that fit in uh, Chicago right now that are better than Mitchell Trubisky. But... The Packers need to go out and get someone for defense, and they most definitely need to draft wide receivers because if they don't draft any wide receivers, I am going to cash in my ticket and say goodbye to the Packers.
0: Uh, when you say quarterback to the Bay are you talking draft or free agency? It was free agent.
1: i I seen something on the NFL app uh, top fifteen players that teams in NFC should sign or something. And I know it wasn't tight goods, rather than that it was there for the Bears. I can't remember,
0: but I did like the quarterback pick for the Bears that they should go out and get. Yeah, I. uh
1: it, it was either on the NFL app or ESPN. More than likely it was on ES10 because there was three options. Uh, best, scenario,
0: best scenario, worst scenario, and something else. Gotcha. Uh, I have heard reports on your second favorite Kingwise on on
1: Dark Hard. Yeah. I've heard, report, I've heard reports that they either might sign him or they could possibly trade him.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of rumors. Um, In my opinion, they should not trade
1: him because he is looking. He has. How do I want to word this? He has gotten a lot better than John Gruden's uh, coaching staff. Now he's looking more like his MVP self. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree.
0: Before his... Back to his 2016 form, somewhere around there. I can't remember when he got hurt. Yeah, when he got hurt before the playoffs. And yeah, he was in the MVP race. Um, and, and they could have... I, I think I said this
1: right when he got hurt. I said that he could have gone really far in the playoffs. He could have gone to the Super Bowl probably
0: and could have won in the Super Bowl, because that team was very good. Yeah. um and So is this team. This uh, team was loaded with wide receivers, and the running back is very good, and the big wide, the wide receivers are damn good. The big area they need to improve on, because I agree, Carr is a lot closer to his old self, He's improved. He's very comfortable in Gruden's offense now. They've got a great relationship. I don't think he'll get traded. I really don't. uh, I think about about um Mariota.
1: I think that's his name. Yep. He's getting paid. I want to say eleven million dollars. Is it eleven million or lower? and Derek Car's getting paid home. and the dead cat is hollow with Derek Carr it lives at Mariota and the way Mariota played, they're looking at it like well do we honestly need car or can we have Mariota I'll keep Carr that's, that's my opinion I'll
0: keep Carr and get rid of Mariota and find someone else well sure. honestly I wouldn't mind keeping them both I know it's a lot of money in the quarterback position. But Mariota, you know, looked good enough coming in that game. that. Um... He's a backup. That's all he is. He's a backup. He looks good in one game. Oh. And the reports are coming out that they could, they could keep him and he could be their starting quarterback. Well. He's not that
1: good as a starting quarterback. Look at what he did with the Titans towards the end of his... Uh, not to not to the end of his career, but the end of the, his
0: quarterback, uh, whatever you want to call it, starting lower down there. I was gonna I was gonna say more before you jumped in. What I was getting at is I wouldn't mind seeing them both because Mariota is a valuable backup in my opinion. Yes, he's not. He's not on Derek Carr's level. Mariota I don't think can be assistant concord. A consistent quarterback. Um, I just don't. I think he is a valuable backup, though. So, unless they get a trade offer that they think is too good to pass on for Mariota, I wouldn't mind seeing him keep both. But. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And I'm, I'm partially going to agree
1: with season A and not, because I'm pretty sure one of his teams is the Packers, if I'm correct. I know he's a big Packers fan. Um, yeah. Uh, the teams are, they are there for the Super Bowl team and not there. Earlier in the season, they were pretty good and everybody hadn't gone to the Super Bowl But they crashed and burned. Um, I did have, and I told Ethan this, um, I told Ethan this last year around this time, because him and I were talking about his Cardinals. I told him that his Cardinals would be in the playoffs and obviously I was wrong. I think they will be in the playoffs next year, and I'm going to say you no. Know, I hope everyone is healthy on that team. Um, I'm going to say they're going to get to um, maybe a wild And if not wild card, I'm going to say come in the NFC
0: Championship game, and they're going to lose to Packers. Hmm. Interesting. Got any comeback to that, Ethan? Uh, I, know, I know what Ethan's going to say about my Packers,
1: because I think by the way the schedule is this year, Ethan Cimberier, and a little birdie told me that there was a rule that was going to get passed, and I'll ask you, Ethan, did it get passed? Can you bet on any games, I heard this from a reliable source. No, I still can't
2: bet on any games yet, Colton. Once I graduate, I can. I gotta be done playing football first.
1: Um, on the the schedule is, I believe our team and your team play in the regular season. Gotcha, no, I'm not sure. I, I know for sure that they play Minnesota, so maybe they
2: play Green Bay, but I'm not sure. And you guys going to catch the out, by the way. <laughs> so, what was your exact take before about the NFC Championship game? They lose against the Packers. But they lose against the Packers.
0: I mean, I, I like how we fare against the Packers. just. I agree. Magic. Just match-up-wise right now. uh, Just the way the
2: teams are constructed. and Historically, Arizona's just gotten the best of Green Bay in the playoffs the last couple times. But I know you can throw all that kind of stuff out the window for the most part. But... Yeah. I like I said, I just like how Arizona's structured at least offensively and defensively, I think they'd be able to get after Rodgers quite a bit too, but I think
0: it'd be a good game. I think it would be a good game, but I as of right now think Arizona matches up well also. One other thing really quick. Um Arizona does play the entire NFC North, based on what I'm looking at. So they play Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago, and Detroit this next year. <laughs> I, um. Dang I lost my two and a five. a lot Um. Yeah, I forgot. What I was
1: going to say,
0: so just keep going. <laughs> All right. All right. So, changing subject quick. Well, actually, just really quick. Um, Vikings cut Kyle Rudolph I'm not surprised he was good here for several years and he was amazing in the community everybody loved what he did with the children's hospital and he's a class act even when he got caught he handled it very well in my opinion uh, but with the emergence of Irv Smith last year and also even Tyler Conklin at the end of the year Um, And they also have Dylan, who was mostly on the practice squad but played some at the end of the year. I I just don't think they needed him like they used to, essentially. You know, they did ask him to block more this year. Um, They didn't use him in the passing game as much as they used to. I know he's good in the red zone, but with the salary cap going down this year because of no fans last year, you need to cut – salary somewhere and i again i love rudolph i love what he brought to the community but i'm not surprised and i'm not even mad about it i love i love him as a guy i love him as a player but uh it was time to move on just because of the salary situation and some of the young titans they have so yeah go ahead
1: said yesterday. That's all I'm
0: gonna say. I stand by what I told you yesterday. And what I told you yesterday is he was very upset and you also found that unclean agreed with me. So we both were right. I said I partially agreed with you because he said in the same interview that he want that he I'm just just let me finish for a minute, please. Um yes, he was unhappy with how much he was being asked to block. Okay, that no big deal. It was, but he didn't make as big of a deal out of it as Diggs did. First off, um, well, of course, of course, the guy's gonna call himself not one. But anyway, I don't think most people would admit they are. But anyway, um, back to what I was saying. So he wasn't happy with how much his production in the pass game went down the last couple of years. And with that said, he also said in the same interview that he wanted to stay in Minnesota. So there's what there was a big difference between how he handled it and how Diggs handled it. Yes, he had some frustrations that they weren't using him as much in the passing game. Which is more coaching than it is on cousins. Cousins actually had a very good year last year overall, but anyway, anyway, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it was time to move on. I love what he did here. I'll always appreciate what he did here, but he didn't make a big deal out of it, and he handled it very well overall. So. Uh,
1: Just pick him up and send him and we can call him the Vikings.
0: well I know New England or uh, supposedly he's interested in joining New England and I know Belichick likes big tight ends so um, I won't be surprised if he goes to New England but yeah I mean personally as much as I'd like to
3: see Vikings players come here and then win against the Vikings I um, I never been I've never been a huge fan of Rudolph um, whenever I've watch him he's had some good plays and um been fairly decent from what i've watched but i've never been super super impressed with him and i think having tanyan and the guys we do i think we're i think we're fine with what we have
0: anybody else got anything to say on rudolph before we move on to the big lions uh Rams trade? yeah i think it's unfortunate obviously to see a guy
2: that's played his entire career in one jersey he have to end his 10 years just like that but it's a move on the biking standpoint that had had to be made it's not one that really shocked anybody I feel like but right, um, like he kind of said class act he was always willing to play his role so obviously going to miss him that way uh, potential landing spot that I would like to see for him I guess I think that Tennessee would be a decent spot for him if they moved on from Johnny
1: Smith if he was asking for too much money. Yeah. I did see something on the news
0: today that they can't him like They can sign him. Yeah, I mean, they, they could. I don't... No, they can't him up and they can sign him
1: to a smaller contract. So just because just
0: he's out there doesn't mean that he can't come back. No, I... I That is true. Um, I don't think he will come back personally. Maybe, maybe he would, but it didn't sound like he wanted to restructure his contract. And by re-signing here, technically it wouldn't be restructuring it. But I'd look at it in the same boat because he'd be signing for less. So... And I think there's enough interest in Rudolph and that is one good point that uh God dang it. I forget who it was that brought him up now. Um I was let's say the Bill um or Brian Billick, sorry, and one other guy. And somebody said they think uh Rudolph will be off the market fairly quick because outside of possibly janu smith you know depending on how much he's asking and uh possibly hunter henry there's not much else at tight end in the free agent market and you know those tight ends are very valuable so i think rudolph There could be several teams interested in what i'm getting at so yeah
2: you said it's a limited market for free agency this year but i do think it's a better draft class for tight end this year between Kyle Pitts, I think, is going to be an absolute monster from day one, even though it usually takes two to three years for a tight end to develop and have an impact. I think he'll be elite right away. Yep. But I also think that um, Brevin Jordan from Miami is good, and I really like Pat Firebooth from Penn State as well.
0: I was actually going to mention Pitts because there's a few Vikings fans, myself included, that, if he's available, once mind seeing Minnesota take him, just because he's enough of a he's enough of a hybrid between receiver and tight end, and he's such a beast that I think yes, you cut Rudolph, but that's the difference you'd be bringing in a guy on a rookie contract, you know. And I think Minnesota, where they're picking, they aren't high enough necessarily to pick purely by position of need i think it's unless they trade back or just spielman's known to do i think it's one of those spots where you could pick by best available player and if pitts is there i think at that point he's probably one of the best available players in the draft in which case i won't mind him ending up in minnesota but... yeah, I've, I've seen a lot- Five. I doubt he goes the top five. Well, right. I do, too. I'm just saying if somehow he did fall, I mean, yeah. but I agree. I don't think he'll be there, but man, would, uh, I think in that position, if he somehow fell that far, you'd be stupid not to take him. Agreed. So. All right. So moving on then. Um, I think I like Stafford. I think he's a good QB. With that said, I think the Rams way overpaid for him. Just my opinion. I know they set the market, so to speak, with this trade, but sending two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Goff to the Lions for Stafford, who's obviously older, I think is overpaying. With that said, I think the Rams will be very good. I think he's definitely an upgrade over Goff. Uh, for sure. I'm just saying I think they overpaid for him. So, Um, anybody else want to talk on that topic at all? I mean, I'll disagree on the overpay
2: standpoint just because I think that Stafford is a really good like talent arm wise and not only just that, the Rams have just kind of proven that that's going to their kind of philosophy right now that they're willing to mortgage that future to be relevant now. I think as of today they're the best team in the nfc west and i honestly in the nfc too between the defense and i think stafford's a stud too he's just been unfortunately stuck in detroit for all this time so i could some i went back and forth with it with a few people with it being an overpay or not
0: but if you get your quarterback in the future if you win if you win a Super Bowl, it's not an overpay at all. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I do agree with that. I'm just saying for a guy who is... How old is Stafford now? 33 or 34, somewhere in that range? It, oh, I would have to look for the exact age, but... It just seems... I agree, though. I've always thought Stafford was a good, a very good quarterback. Top 10, for sure, in my opinion. He's just been stuck in Detroit. Um, and he's a definite up- upgrade over Goff. I just think, as of right now, and that could change again, obviously, if they go to the Super Bowl. But as of now, I just think it's a lot to give up. Because it's going to be, what, at the end, it's going to be, what is it, six years in a row without a first-round draft pick? But yeah, I'm not exactly sure on that number.
2: Stafford just turned 33 well, this past month, so yep. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing quarterbacks, especially, play into their 40s and stuff. So he might have seven years left too, especially when he's schemed behind a better system with McVay and some other weapons. So
0: right. I'm excited to see what he can do. And I, I mean, I guess
2: the overpay standpoint is like a valuable thing. If he wasn't going to a championship-caliber team, I wouldn't be mortgaging. That kind
3: of draft capital, but in the situation that the Rams are in, I like to move for them. Yeah, personally, um, I I think Stafford um, is very good. Um, I guess because of the teams he's been on and some of the injuries he's had, it's, it's really hard to um, kind of compare him to other people because just, I mean, if you have a horrible offensive line, or if you don't have the coaching, or if you don't have the defense, it's hard to do anything on offense, Um, and, you know, you can, you can look at it as, like, oh, I mean, how many Pro Bowls has he made, or stuff like that, but there was one year, um, I think 2011, he had 5,000 yards, Uh, he had, I think, 40-some touchdowns, and he didn't make a Pro Bowl. The only reason he didn't make a Pro Bowl is because Drew Brees broke the passing record and had 47 touchdowns, and Aaron Rodgers broke the record for most best passer rating and also won MVP. So So the only, yeah, the only reason he didn't make a Pro Bowl a few times is because uh, he's in the same, the same, uh, same, you know, division or whatever as Aaron Rodgers and um, some of those, yeah, some of those people. So I mean, if he was if he was in a different division on a different team,
0: like he could easily have, you know, five or even the, the other a thing. Or something. The other thing I'll add about Stafford, really quick. Even though he's had some injuries, he's also been played through a lot. That guy is as tough as nails, in my opinion. Um, he. This last year, I was reading an article about all his injuries from this last year that he played through, despite Detroit having nothing to play for. So he had a partially torn UCL in his thumb on his throwing hand. He also tore his UCL in his left elbow that nobody knew about while he was trying to stiff arm somebody. He broke cartilage in his eighth rib in Green Bay and tore something in the back of his left knee and then had a right ankle sprain. I mean, <laughs> those are just injuries he played through this last year. So the guy is a competitor and is super tough. Um, and he actually, for how long he's played, he hasn't missed a ton of total games. Um, but, I mean, he has also played through a lot of injuries. So. To add to that, um, I mean, there's been, I, I forget what, um, where he was.
3: There was times that he... I forget if he fractured something in his shoulder or if he got a partially torn joint and he you know, he completed a game winning drive, won a game. There's been you know, there's been many times where he's run over defenders or he's taken brutal hits, but he just popped back up or even if he got injured he kept playing. Um, and it just kind of points to how consistent he is as well. Of the, of the last like 10 years or whatever, he, you know, some of the last few ones, he's missed a lot of games due to injury, but he's had eight uh, eight seasons with 4,000 yard passing. One of them being 5,000 and two of them being like above 4,800 yards or whatever. So, I mean, this is, he is consistent and he's, I mean, fairly good, he has great arm angles he can throw from, he's tough, um,
0: well, yeah, like you were saying, this last year, or you know, these last few years, he's been playing with a literally bottom five defense, like, as far as yards
3: go, as far as points go, you know, as far as turnovers, literally some of the worst defenses he's ever played with, doesn't have a great line, he has some good receivers, but, I mean he hasn't always had them, he hasn't always had a great running game, and he still puts up, you know, 4,500 yards and a 90 90 passer rating, so, um, or even higher, so I I guess, I don't know, I don't think they overpaid for him a lot, and sometimes first round picks don't even pan out anyway, Um, sometimes it's just easier to get a few later ones in the third or fourth anyway
0: well 2019 he played eight games this last year he played 16 despite the injuries i talked about and from 2011 through 2018 he played all 16 games all those years so the guys like i said pretty tough so and uh his rookie year he played 10 games i don't remember if that's Cause they didn't start him right away though or if he actually got injured I can't remember off the top of my head and then his second year he only played three games but then like I said he had uh, from 11 to 18 he played all 16 games and then again last year so the guy's a tough guy for sure yeah you know, if you look at that stretch 11 to 18 of the games he played like you know, the
3: seasons he played all 16 games He had eight I think eight straight years where he had over four thousand rushing or passing yards, sorry. Four four thousand passing yards and
0: probably over twenty touchdowns. Twenty eighteen was the only year of those he didn't. He actually was just under four thousand and eighteen, but But otherwise you're right. And one of those years he had five thousand thirty eight passing yards. So but yeah, he's had a solid career despite being in a bad, on a bad team. Sixty-two point six career completion percentage, forty-five thousand one hundred nine career passing yards, two eighty-two for touchdowns, one forty-four for picks, um, average rating of eighty-nine point nine. The guy, yeah, I mean the guy has been a very solid quarterback despite being on a bad team. I am curious to see how he does with the Rams and Sean McVay for sure, because I think he'll be a definite upgrade over Goff. I, I will say he's in a tougher
1: division, a little bit tougher division now than he was before. And uh, like your brother said, Elijah, he was in a tough division. He had to play against Drew Bruce. he had to play against
0: the other GOAT, and Rogers. He's not the um, GOAT. That's not Brady, but anyway. Um, no, he's not. Eight Super um, v- Or seven Super Bowl rings, man. And, you um, know, can, can I add this, please? You, you say the rings in this conversation mean more than the stats do. They do. <laughs> and um, I say the rings mean more in the Kirk Cousins conversation. So you you gotta pick a side here, buddy. Which one is it? Rings mean more or stats? More? i I've told you this on I've told you this on Snapchat. The rings do mean more, but at a certain point, there's a reason they keep track of stats. Stats still mean something. Obviously, they go by something to vote people into the Hall of Fame and to make the Pro Bowl. Dan Marino was a Hall of Fame QB. Most people wouldn't say he was bad by any means. that He never won a Super Bowl ring. My point is you can still be a good quarterback and not win a Super Bowl. Yes, I'd love to see Cousins win one. Yes, I know he hasn't won one yet. Yes, I'd like to see him win another playoff, couple playoff games, which I think they've got a better chance to do this year where they'll actually be back in the playoffs. But my point is, I've never changed my thought train of thought. I've always said rings mean more. But stats still do have some weight, is all I'm saying. You could still be a very good player and not win a Super Bowl, is all I'm saying. But the okay, rings okay. still mean more, which is why Tom Brady's the to GOAT. <laughs> okay, you, you mentioned something on, um, strategy in this
1: kind of season for a little bit. Um... If the
0: stats mean more, then what has most you suffered in developing playoffs? What's that? I, I, answer that question without, say, without disagreeing with me or, or kind of disagreeing
1: with
0: me. I didn't hear what you said. What is that? I didn't hear what you said. What was that? Okay, you said something about the stats.
1: Okay, if the Stats mean more a little bit, then where has Matthew
0: Stafford the playoffs? Where has he ended up in the playoffs? Yes.
1: Has he ended up on the couch watching
0: it on TV, or has he been in a game or two? Stafford spent his whole career in a dysfunctional organization. Right. And it caused Barry Sanders to retire early. That caused Calvin
1: Johnson to retire early. I mean, I don't That's because they didn't pay him.
0: Matthew Shepard has had talent on his team, but they have not any of the talent they have. Uh, he is not. what I'm saying, though. Yeah, Stafford, I think, is 0-3 in the playoffs, I believe. But he's still a good quarterback. I mean, the guy's got a lot of talent. And I'm going to agree with Ethan. They've been a very dysfunctional team. Most people can see that. And I'm sorry, yes, they've had some talent, but they have not had a wealth of talent like some other teams. Yes, Galliday's good. Yes, Calvin Johnson was a stud. But he retired early for a reason, and it's more because of the organization than anything. Sam with Barry Sanders. Yeah, agree with you guys on,
3: uh, on I I'm, I'm going to say something as well, and this is coming from me, a Packers fan, a you know, life fan uh, of the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is probably my favorite QB of all time, and I'm just going to say, I um, I think Tom Brady is definitely the most successful, by far, quarterback of all time, and the stuff he's done, pens, I mean, I would say he is... I mean, pretty much the greatest of all time. Because, I mean, if anyone gets to 10 Super Bowls, you, you have to be good, okay? Even if you're just like a backup, I mean, you have to be a pretty decent backup to be on the same team or make 10 Super Bowls. If you win seven Super Bowls as a starter, you have to be very good. Obviously, the, the touchdowns. Shows him being really great. The this amount of wins, games played, the yards, everything him being one of the best. And then the Super Bowl is just basically proving um, Personally, I think Aaron Rodgers is a greater arm talent, and I think several different people are better at certain aspects of the game. But I'd have to say, I mean, Tom Brady—you can't argue against anything. He's done. Uh-huh.
0: That said, I'm just going to finish, and then I'll, I'll let Hey, Noah. Noah? Yeah? Um, let me start the next segment quick, because it's about to cut it off. So I'll let you know when I'm ready, and you can finish your thought. I just need to get the next segment fired up here, so we don't miss what you're going to say. Hold on. All right, sounds good. Okay, Noah, go ahead That's and finish exciting. up. All right, so, um, what
3: was I... I'm basically, basically just stating the obvious here, um... Or at least what I what I seem to be obvious is obviously you're not going to be able to sense someone's or you know kind of calculate look at someone's greatness as a player unless you look at both the stats and their accomplishments. Um, I mean, some people like I mean you look at Blake Martinez or whatever you can say oh he's gotten so many tackles he led the league in tackles like three years ago he you know he must be great. But, I mean, you look at it, he was in a scheme that, like, he got a bunch of tackles. That's, that's all that he did. I mean, he's not a great player by any means, even if he got 150 tackles. Um, so, I mean, you have to look at a combination of stats. You can't just look at one thing. Um, I mean, Brett Favre was a great quarterback, but he threw about eight times as many interceptions as he should have. Um, but he's still obviously a great because he accomplished so much and he did so many other things. Um, and so I think, I mean, Super Bowls are important to kind of gauge, um, but like they're not everything. Obviously, I'm not going to say Trent Dilfer, uh, is whatever is the same as Aaron Rodgers just because he got carried one Super Bowl for the Ravens. Right. Um, so,
0: I mean, I don't know. It's just pretty much the obvious thing where you got to look at both stats and accomplishments, Pro Bowls, you know, whatever, whatever like that. Yep. Um. So I'd still, I'd still say um, Aaron Rodgers is one of the
3: best, um, just because of his talent and the fact that he did get to a Super Bowl and win it, um, even without you know some great defenses along the way. Um, even with that being said, you can't just go off of necessarily MVPs either, because I mean Peyton Manning was a just stud, um, obvious first ballot Hall of Famer, probably one of the best, best of all time as well. But he did have some difficulty as well in the um, in the playoffs. I mean, he, I think he got to two or three Super Bowls. He he managed to win two of them, um, but he also had some difficulties, and he pretty much got carried in the Broncos Super
1: Bowl as
0: well. He had difficulty, especially against New England early on, because him and Brady met a few times early on, and I know, and Owen, he struggled against them, but. I was going to say that too, that it's hard to have success in the playoffs when you're playing Brady to get to the Super Bowl all the time. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: No, I think I think Manning did win the last three matchups he get against Brady. Um, like, I think when he went to one of the Super Bowls as a Colt, um, and then maybe both times as a Bronco, I know, I think he beat him in the playoffs. So.
0: Yeah. Colton, that sounded like you were going to say something. I heard this a couple of weeks ago, and
1: I'm gonna basically repeat word for word on this conversation, and I think I have told you anything this, and you guys have disagreed with me. My opinion on the GOAT is, yeah, Brady might be the GOAT in rings, but, um, has anybody seen arm talent? does not have arm talent. Brady cannot throw the ball like Patrick Mahomes. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can throw the ball better than Tom Brady can now, and so can Patrick Mahomes. Brady's you know, 43, Colt, and he's still
0: at the league in a lot of the advanced deep ball metrics this year, too. Very and Elijah Richard is can you throw the ball? How, how is he on throwing the ball? He, he sucks at throwing the ball. I don't care about his age. He, he does not suck at throwing the ball. He threw for over 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns this year. He does not suck at throwing the ball. <laughs> Sorry. You can say what you want about him now at age 43 not be having as much arm strength as those guys, but he's still like Ethan said, lead in metrics on a lot of deep ball stuff, and he definitely does not suck at passing. <laughs> yeah, as much as I dis- absolutely despise Tom Brady,
3: I um, I do have to say, just watching some of like him in the Super Bowl and some of the other games, he throws, yeah, I mean, he threw some awful, god-awful picks, but he does have a lot of the time, most of the time, I'd say, he does ha- still have a very... Reformed and delicate touch to the ball, where he can, you know, it. I mean, sometimes it's. I mean, it's just like the best of Rodgers, almost, where you just put it exactly where you want it, exactly over defender. Um, obviously, now that he's older, it's a little bit more difficult. And maybe, e- maybe even in their prime, I'd say maybe Aaron Rodgers was a little better. Um, i t- uh, yeah, I'd probably say Aaron Rodgers was a little bit of a better, you know, kind of arm talent. But yeah, Drew. I mean, Tom Brady. He is uh, the stats that he's put up in the deep ball have been just as good. And I will say that technically, Aaron Rodgers does have more. You know, like forty-plus yard deep balls. Like I think he has the most in history touchdowns. And he also I think has the longest completion of all time, um, at least in the like from what I can remember in recent history. Um, So I'd say I'd probably take Aaron Rodgers arm talent slash a deep ball. But, I mean, Tom Brady, he's had some great passes and he has a beautiful touch on the ball as well.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right. Um, Any other free agency draft? Any NFL topics at all anybody wants to talk about?
1: Who's for the Packers for last no you, can, no, you can stay out of this one. I don't want to talk about that. Come on. Come on now. Uh, come on. Ethan and Roger. There's something for you two.
0: Well, you guys are more of the Packer fans, so you guys should know better than us who they need. Um. And if, I, if I was going to chip in from an outsider
2: perspective, I'd be saying that they should be going after a guy like Corey Davis. I think
0: he would fit well in as that wider team behind that. Yeah, I do agree with that. In that article I mentioned earlier about the Bears quarterback,
1: they have said that Corey Davis is a very good fit for the Green Bay Packers at center. And I full heartedly agree with that. If the Packers are most definitely going to what? Corey Winsley walk, obviously, they probably have to. Um, they uh, most definitely should go after the guy that you just mentioned, Corey Davis. And if I were the Packers, I would uh, either franchise tag or sign Aaron Jones. And if I were the Packers I would go like Jamal Williams walk. As much as it pains me to say that, I don't see. They're either going to sign Jamal Williams or they're going to sign Aaron Jones. And either one of those guys is going to walk. And if I were the Packers, I'd be happy and let one of them walk. But that would not let Aaron Jones walk. Because Aaron Jones is top two quarterback, in my opinion. Or, yeah. Top two running back in my opinion.
0: He is up there with Cook and he is up there with Henry and he's up there with um, Christian McCaffrey. And I would take Jones over Cook and I definitely take Jones over Christian McCaffrey Just just on Corey Davis really quick, I know they were uh spot spot was estimating he'd receive uh Four-year, $39.4 million contract, somewhere in that ballpark. Just under $10 million a year. Also, uh, Corey Davis, of course, uh, hats off to uh, the Gophers' current coach who's been known for developing receiver talent. Um, this, between Rashad Bateman this year, Tyler Johnson uh, wasn't, uh, he was already there, but, you know, he had a great career in Minnesota. And Corey Davis, before he came to Minnesota, was a uh, Flux guy at Western Michigan. So, uh, another guy Flux developed that uh, turned out to be pretty good. So I, I just have to say uh, one thing, Uh I think I'm actually going to have to leave here in just a second. Um, but... Yeah, I, as much as it pains me to see, I mean, it really I really
3: does pain me as a Packer fan to see um, Lindsley go, because I'm, I'm expecting him to leave, um, especially just after the year he had. I mean, all-pro, I, yeah, I believe he was all-pro, um, as well as both our main running backs. Um, obviously, you want to keep them around as long as you can when they're that talented. Um. But I mean, if we can get a center that's you know decent that can fill in, I guess I mean you got to do what you can for the cap space. Um, and I mean, I love I love Aaron Jones. Um, I I mean, obviously he's had two really good years. And I mean, he's when when he's good, he's very very good. Um, but there's there's times it seems where he's I don't know. Um, I mean, he's fumbled like he fumbled the last two times, you know, in. Um, in the in the I forget what the name of the game was um, versus the Bucks, but yeah, I mean he fumbled there, and you know it just seems like there's a few times where he just can't get going. Um, so personally, I mean I'd like to see what uh, you know Quadzilla can do, our uh, our draft pick from last year can do as a uh, having a bigger role in the running game. Um, I
0: think. <laughs> AJ Dillon, that's the guy. I forgot his name for a second. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean if you've seen if you've seen
3: pictures of his legs, it's it's pretty crazy. That's all I have to say. Um but yeah, I mean I he, he's had some breakout games, um, when he was given the ball enough. So I think, you know, get a secondary running back or if you do keep one of the running backs then you know, see what you can do. Um, and then if we're able to pick up i you know, a guy like Will Fuller or, you know, if, I mean, obviously if we could get Galladay or any of the other what, free agents, I'd be all for it, but I'm not sure what we have for cap space.
1: So. We, we uh, don't, we don't have that much in cap space. We uh, are, yeah. we are way older according to what. The projections are for cap space. I yeah. know, I know a buddy of mine that used to play Robert Osport. Johnson was over here, and he uh, told me how much we have for cap Because I said to him that the Packers should sign uh, JJ Watt, and that obviously <laughs> didn't happen. But uh, uh, we are way over in cap space, that's so why we had to restructure OTL. Uh, Back deal, and from what it sounds like, we're going to have to restructure uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' deal also. But he wants to do that because he wants to stay a packer for the rest of his career. Which they should, but they have not. They have not made us the most franchise quarterback. Just based off color. Of they had handled the situation there, and it's going to take me to see what's going to happen with uh, Jamal Williams or AJ, or not AJ, or, and Aaron uh, Jones, because they both want to play, but one of them is going to have a lot. We can finish those take Jones, but we'll have to do that by next Friday, but... I don't think that's going to happen. I think Aaron Jones is going to want a deal. Uh, Pretty big deal, but we're not going to be able to afford it because we're all going to catch this. And I would love to see Will Fuller join the Packers.
0: I don't see that happening. Well, the other guy we're forgetting about here is the guy who I think he opted out last year that you guys signed, and that's Devin Funchess. Um, cause that's what happened, right? He opted out, and I I said it when they signed him that I thought that was a sneaky good pickup. I mean, he's not a guy who's gonna be a Pro Bowl receiver, but he adds some depth which you guys needed. So I think if he you know plays this year, which he should, I don't know why he won. That that'll add some help at receiver for you guys, but. I think I told
1: you, I think when they signed him last year, I I sent you a message on Snapchat and I said, why the heck did we sign Sanchez really because he isn't that good? But looking back at it now,
0: if he would have played, I think he would have done very good. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, with how good we were last year, I think he would have done good and I think we'll be just as good or even better next year. And... I think- I'll just say one thing, and then I actually do have to leave. Um, so I will say, I mean, looking at
3: it now, looking at the Packers, kind of, you know, receiving, receiving options. Uh, you know, that includes tight end and running back, like receiving options as well. I mean, last year we really weren't too bad. I mean, obviously Adams had a great year um, and was the main target, but you know, I mean, Lazard is—he is—he
1: definitely popped out a little bit. He um, proved that he was, you know, a good, I mean, I'm not going to
3: say true second option, because, I mean, you want a little bit of a better guy, but he is like a good, you know, kind of third guy, pretty consistent, doesn't drop the ball a whole lot. Um, He is a good receiving target. Um, You know, you look at a good, a a guy like Robert Tunyon, who's um, a decent tight end. I mean, he had... Really, a, a lot of touchdowns, which helped them. Not a whole bunch of yards, but um, I'd say probably top five tight end last year, um, just because of the touchdowns. And then you also had uh, MVS, who was a legitimate deep threat. He had the same amount of like forty yard plus touchdowns as Tyreek Hill. So I mean, if you look at you know deep threat, he
0: he he still had some bad drops. Um, Can't get over those still. He averaged 20.9 yards a catch. Yeah, so he led the league in uh, yards per catch, had the same amount
3: of, like, he tied with Tyreek Hill for the most 40-plus-yard touchdowns. And I think he had, like, over 600, if not 700 yards. So he is, again, not exactly a second receiver because, I mean, you don't really want that as a true second receiver. But we have, like, a really good first receiver – and then two or three kind of third, fourth options.
0: So if we could get a second option, then I think everything would kind of just tie together and be much better. By the way, he had 690 yards on 33 catches. Yeah, in my opinion, though, no, I'm going to disagree with you, and I think Elijah will like this one too, because I think Elijah
1: told me that um, job will pop it off like, this year because... I think Allen Rozzard is our second option for uh, wide receiver. I'm not going to put him in third. I think he's our second option. I think he proved that he can be a second option for Allen Rozzard when he's good and when he is healthy. When he was healthy, he was damn good last year. He was very good.
0: He had the same amount of catches as Scantling, but for less yards. Um, for 451. But again, Scantling's just a deep threat. I do think Lazard has better hands than Scantling. Scantling, it seems like he's, I mean, he's either going to drop a big pass or he's going to get a huge catch. Like, it seems like he's either always ba- making a big play or dropping something he shouldn't. <laughs> and that's just yeah. how he is. But I think, I think um, yeah, I mean, the 20 yards per catch is just, a show
3: of, I mean, I guess what what he can do and what he does do, um, but then you look at it and you say, oh well, maybe even if he only drops five passes all year, I mean, five out of like thirty eight is pretty bad. And when those, you know, when those plays normally go for twenty five yards,
1: those are huge catches that he's dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and yeah, I I agree with you when you say was our, is our second
3: receiver because he is. Um, I'm just saying he's not exactly the second receiver that, you know, the the Bills have. It's not like you have, um, you know, Stephon Diggs and then Cole Beasley, both who are going to pass 1,000 yards, and both who get, like, a dozen touchdowns. You have, you know, you have Barnday Adams, who's going to pass a 1,000 yards, who's going to get 10 touchdowns, going to get a bunch of catches, and you get kind of a mixture of, Lazard, uh, you get MVS, you get Tunyon, you get both your, you know, running backs getting a bunch of receiving yards, and some of the other, you know, Saint Brown stuff like that. So, just having a receiver who could get, you know, another 900 yards, not just 600. You know, that you know, have a true secondary re- receiver. Um, that's kind of, uh, I guess, what I could just, um, I, that's what I just hope for. Um,
0: and unfortunately, I do uh, really have to leave right now, so I'm not going to be able to uh, listen or uh, talk anymore. No problem. I think we're probably going to wrap it up pretty soon anyway, so. All right. Just kidding, just kidding. Thanks, Noah. Oh, thanks right. for having me, it it does. Does. Yeah, thanks, Ethan. You guys have a good night. You still there, Angel. Yeah, I still am, yep. Go ahead. uh, I haven't yet. Um, I'm hoping to on Friday because that's when I get paid again. Um, I haven't ordered it yet. I haven't forgot about it. Um, I just wanted to make. And actually, I might even tonight because we have more money right now than I was expecting. Um, So depending what Ann says, I might order it tonight. Otherwise, it should be on Friday. So. I uh, I don't know
1: anymore on the jersey. I know I used my card tonight, and it worked. So I don't
0: know if the order went through or not. Well, because you guys reordered, right? Yeah, I had to order it again. Yeah. I mean, did you get any email or anything this time? I got an email, yeah. Sold.
1: and
0: I did it on Saturday, so I, or I, it, but I Well, because I... When did they originally say it was, uh... uh I, didn't, I didn't look at that. I didn't uh, say that. Okay, well, anyway. Yeah, I can't remember when it originally said it would be the estimate. Um. Anyway, though, just because we're still recording, we don't need all this on the recording, but um is there anything else you wanna add on anything before we end it? Well I know the Vikings are as terrible or close space as the tankers, but I know they're up there. Well we're yeah, I mean we're pretty tight. Um but that's the advantage of rookies is they play you know on rookie contracts um who should the vikings go after um i'm gonna say positions first and then i'll and then if you want me to i'll name a few players uh just so you can pay attention to them come the draft um but positions first i am gonna say we should draft the qb not in the first round okay unless there's a guy you absolutely can't pass on that you fall in love with that you want to groom for two years okay if they decide they need to do that fine packers did it last year i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be pissed off if they think there's a guy that can be the next qb after cousins um i think there is more important needs But with that said, sometimes you take the best available player, too, if you think a guy is good enough, okay? Um, I'd love, if we were to go that route, I'd absolutely love Trey Lance from North Dakota State, but I think he's going to go earlier than that. I also really like Zach Wilson from BYU, but some people have him going as high as number two now after his bowl game Um, and how he looked in the bowl game. And then you also have Mac Jones from Alabama, who, granted, had a great year last year, but because of Tua and other guys they had, you know, he's had one year where, granted, it was a great year, but that's about all he's had. Um, so just I'm just going to finish that really quick and then go ahead. So Mac Jones is another guy I know some people predicted they'd actually draft him. I don't know if I would. Um But like I said, if they if they're high enough on him and uh you think you need to take the best available player, then I'm not gonna be mad if they do. I just would rather have a guy like Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. But I think Mac Jones could be good too. And then um <clears throat> but what I was getting at so we have two guys on our practice squad that have They both have some of their own talent? talents. Jake Browning had some great college tape at Washington. Obviously wasn't good enough to be a starter in the NFL, at least not yet. And he was on the practice squad, so he's not even our backup. Nate Stanley, he's got a decent arm uh, from Iowa. Tall guy. But he was a 6 round draft pick. Granted, I know Tom Brady was too, but he was... One of those guys that you got lucky with, in the sense that usually a six round pick's not going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. But um, anyway, what I'm getting at is, I think they should draft a QB and more like the sec. Well, we don't have a second round pick, like third round pick that you can groom. Um, so when I say they should draft a QB at some point, I'm not talking a guy in the sixth round, okay? Because usually you're not going to count on them to be the answer. Uh, hey, hey, look at Tom Brady. <coughs> well, like I said, I mentioned him too. I'm just I'm just saying that's an exception. That's, uh, it, doesn't, it does not happen very often. Tom
1: Brady is a once in a, you want to say
0: lifetime yeah. draft? Draft pick that actually works out, it does not happen that often. So well, especially at QB. There's been late round picks that have worked out, but not like yeah. that. Um yeah. I mean I remember Mar- Marquise Colston. I wonder what the heck happened to him, but for a few years there he was dominant with the Saints at receiver and he was I think a seventh round draft pick. And you said I think no, I said, uh, um, Mar- god dang it, now I lost my train of thought. Marquise Colston, I think, is what I said. Oh, yeah, yeah, Marquise Colston. He's not in the NFL anymore, but he was drafted in the seventh round from the Saints. Out of Hofstra University. So, again, of course, not a super well-known school. And uh, his rookie year. Okay, this was as a seventh-round draft pick. His rookie year, he had 70 catches for 1,038 yards. His second year, he had 98 catches for 1,202 yards. In 2009, he had 70 catches for 1,074 yards. In 2010, he had 84 catches for 1,023 yards. Uh, two th- yeah, the guy was like I said, very dominant for a seventh round pick. In uh, 2011, he had 80 catches for 1,143 yards. 2012, he had 83 catches for 1,154 yards. 2013, he had 75 catches for 9.43. 2014, 59 catches for 9.02. And then his last year in the league, in 2015, he had 45 catches for 5.20. So at the end, he went down a little bit. But in 106 career games started, he had 711 catches for... 9,759 yards and 72 touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. And that was just like a 7th round draft pick. So. I, I was going to say
1: this too because you mentioned uh, Matt Jones um, and I think I must excuse Ethan. I said. This is the first time I've heard of I haven't heard I've heard of him but this is like the first time I've I haven't heard any high hopes on Matt Jones being in the top five drafted or anything like that, and he won a championship. Yeah, he did win, right? I can't remember if Alabama won the championship this year.
0: Uh, say that at last part. Sorry, I missed the very last part. Um, did
1: Alabama win the championship?
0: Yes. This is like the first year, uh, or not.
1: This is probably not the first time that this has happened. But Matt Jones hasn't been like talked about being, being being drafted so high in the draft as quarterback and winning a championship. You would think they would have him
0: number one over Trevor Lawrence. Well, the difference is uh, obviously, obviously I would take. Trevor
1: Lawrence over Mac Jones you. because Trevor Lawrence has been in the house a lot longer than than Mac Jones and you. has played on an elite level more than Mac Jones
0: has. Right. Taken. Mac Jones was a backup because of the guys they had. Um and that's no knack on Jones, it's just they've had other talented QBs. Yeah. Um But, yeah, that's the difference. Lawrence has done it, what, three years now? Um, And, by the way, uh, just really quick. So, Marquise Colston, when he retired, owned every receiving stat in the Saints record books. Um, Just shows you how good he was. And it was good enough to earn him a a spot as the fifth best player in the list of 100 best players in Saints history. Wow. So that guy, uh, and he was inducted into their Ring of Honor in tw- 2019. That guy was a uh, legend for being a 7th round draft pick, so. Well, while we're talking about- and now he's actually a professor at a college, so. we well, are talking about?
1: Received the notification that uh, Thomas Davis has retired
0: after 16 years in the NFL. Who did? Thomas Davis. Okay. Huh. 16 years in the NFL, and he is retiring as a
1: Panthers. I don't know if he has played on the Panthers his whole career.
0: Yeah, it sounds like just to add to that. Um, he signed a one-day contract with the Panthers to retire with them because he played with Washington, or or was with Washington, and they just cut him. Um, and then, but he spent most of his career with Carolina, so it's I like it when teams do that where they spend almost their whole career there, you know, where they sign him to a one-day contract to retire with them. I think that's cool.
1: He is not close to retiring. I know he wants to win a win, and I know he wants to beat, um. Ah, uh, crap. Who owns the record? Rushing Yard?
0: Who owns that? You mean for career rushing yards? Yes. I, I know he wants to outbeat that. Um, but do you think the Vikings do that to him? Oh, where uh, when he's ready to retire, they bring him back for a year? Or for a one day contract I should say. Yes. Um, I think it depends who's in charge. I think if it's still the Welfs, which I obviously think they'll be around for a while as the owners, um, I could see them doing it just because. It's always hard to say though, you know. Um it's hard to pre- it's hard to predict. I wouldn't mind seeing it, that's for sure. Um. By the way, Adrian Peterson is currently fifth all-time in rushing yards with 14,820. Emmett Smith is number one all-time with 18,355. So he's got a little under 4,000 yards to go to catch Emmett I th- Smith. I think he can do it. He's looked... What- very good. In his later years, the, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's looked better than he did in his prime because I have seen pretty much almost to all of his games <coughs> as a Vikings. The difference is if he is gonna pass him at Smith, it'll take him more years no, because Emmitt Smith Emmitt Smith did it in 14. This will be Peterson's 14th year, and I don't think he's going to... Well, I shouldn't say I don't think. I know he's not going to run for 4,000 yards this year. I, I know that. Um, he knows that, too.
1: And I think he said he wants to play a couple more years and he wants. He said he wants to win a ring. Obviously, everyone wants to win a ring. But I, I could see him winning a ring like a
0: team. But I don't see him winning the ring with the Lions. Here's the, right. yeah, here's the thing with Peterson. Um, Just because of his age and yeah. he and because he wasn't playing every down, he's no longer usually going to be the featured running back. Um, I think he knows that. I don't think he'll ever catch him at Smith. 4,000 yards is a long time to go. A lot of yards to gain when you're not the featured run featured running back. You know he's what I mean. I know what you mean. He's looked good at times, and I agree with you. I don't think he's gonna be a featured running back. With that said with that said, there are a few guys he can definitely catch. Okay, so Barry Sanders is only four roughly four hundred yards above HUD of him for 4th all-time. Frank Gore is at 16,000. Um, so... Well, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, depending what Gore does, he could possibly catch Gore by the end, depending how long Peterson plays. But I think he'll for sure pass Barry Sanders. Gore, it depends what he does. He could possibly get as far as Walter Payton, but in my opinion, to catch Payton, he'd have to play probably three years. He won't catch him at Smith, though. He'll finish in the top four for all time, but I don't think he'll catch him. At, well, no, he won't catch him at Smith. I'm not gonna say he won't, and I, I think we both can agree he probably won't.
1: But I'm not gonna say that yet. I know he's not going to be a future running back, but today, right now, if AP retired, I wouldn't be shocked if AP retired in a couple, maybe a year or two, maybe four years down the road, and he still doesn't have a ring. In my opinion, AP has looked good, sort of Vikings, and he looked very good with Washington, and he has looked okay so far for the Lions and he has done very well uh, being a luxury running back and teaching these young guys not to go down the same path he kind of went down he didn't do any drugs or anything he just had off the field issues and he has learned an all the time, and he done very well and I honestly would like
0: to meet him but I would You'd like to meet him as always am. He'd pre just a warning, if you ever do meet him, he'll practically break your hand. <laughs> yeah, I know that. The guy has a super strong handshake. And I know it's not just something they say because I've shook his hand and my hand definitely hurt. <laughs> so Um Um To me it looks
1: like he has fixed his office issues. So when he was a Vikings, I'm not born in the Vikings or anything. I'm totally going to say he, he had issues in his personal life that probably shouldn't have happened, but he's, it looks like he was it like trying to teach his young kids not to do the same thing he's done. And again,
0: it wasn't drugs or alcohol, it was just personal stuff. Mm. And Peterson, I believe, they haven't re-signed him, right, Detroit? I don't know. Because he only was on a one-year contract. I think he's a free agent, actually. The team should go after him, but... I know he said he wanted to go to Tampa Bay. To play for a ring, which... If Furnette's not there, maybe they replace him with another veteran running back. Cool. I mean, Adrian Peterson last year only played for one and a half million. So, actually less than that. One million fifty thousand, I think it was, for Detroit last year. He's honestly liking that role.
1: He's liking the backup role. And if a team starts him, he's fine with that. He's honestly liking that role. Mm-hmm. I see that in him. I honestly see that. Like, If you look at him shaking hands with players and talking to the young players, again, it looks like he is liking that role. He could care less if he was starting. Honestly, he would love to start and try and get
0: more rushing out on his total, but that probably won't happen. Well, Fournette is a free agent. So knowing that Peterson was cheaper than Fournette. Would you, uh, if you were Tampa Bay and you wanna get another veteran running back, if Fournette does leave, would you sign Adrian? Yes, I would. Yeah.
1: I, I think you and I both can agree. If you look at AT now, he is looking very good at running. Yeah, he might be slow when
0: he breaks away, but he still can break away from the tackle. I still won't won't say he's slow. He's slower than he was, but... Yeah, that's not what I'm trying to say. um... What I'm trying to say is he's kind of slow,
1: but he's not slow to a point where I should say, oh, AP should retire right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that because AP looks very good. He looks healthy, he's working out, and, yeah, he's slow, that's just because of his age. Everyone gets slow at their age. Isn't that right, Elijah? Well,
0: I was never fast, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. That was not my forte, being fast. Yeah. So...
1: I mean, if Campbell Bay wants to sign AP and AP wants to win a ring, that is the team I'll go for. If Kansas City wants to sign him, I know that's not going to happen, but if Kansas City wants to sign him, I'd sign for that team too because you could win a ring there too. If if the Buffalo Bills wanted to sign him today, that would be a team that AP should sign for because... It looks like they're doing big things down there, too. Buffalo looks like a pretty damn good team, in my opinion. So does the Browns.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: the Browns are Super suitable level, but the Browns are there now. And if I were the Browns, I would like OBJ Rock. You know why? Because Baker Nathia passes to OBJ more than he does other players. You look at him without OBJ, he passes to those guys that are very good that Baker knows that can catch the ball. Am I
0: wrong? Um, say that I caught most of that, but say the last part one more time
1: saying that Baker Nathia passes the ball to OBJ more than he does the other guys that he has passed to without OBJ.
0: No, you're not wrong. Uh, with that said, OBJ also is a very talented player, but I, no, you're not I, wrong. Um, I, I get that. And
1: before, before I let you... Uh, and stuff. Um, look at Baker, 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 Baker stats with OBJ on the field. Baker Mayfield is not a top two quarterback with OBJ on the same field because he tries to get him the ball every single time when he shouldn't do that.
0: Well, he did have some other weapons last year. Um, I know. I mean Landry still had eight hundred forty yards. Um, OBJ finished with uh, how many? Well, OBJ only had three hundred nineteen, but was he injured last year? OBJ. OBJ was injured this year. All right, this well, that's what I meant. The season's over. That's why it's the last. Yep. Uh, the year before he had thousand thirty five. And then their um tight end also, um Nij- njoku, however you pronounce it, it's pretty dang good. Um Lager, Like I said, um Bakers had the talent now. Oh and he has a cost to him for he hasn't passed any of the talent because she's passing more to um, OBJ than he is anybody else. Yeah.
1: And the stats have proved that they made the playoffs without OBJ. Yeah. I think OBJ knows his time as a ground is done. If
0: I were the Browns, I would get rid of him. I would take the dead cap space, the dead cap pit that OBJ has because of his contract. Well, here's I would take that. here's the other thing, um, just because I mentioned uh, Njoku, um who I think, yeah, he's a free agent now, I believe. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, next year he's a free agent. But it's possible he'll be cut. Uh, That's similar to what happened with Rudolph. And I know one place is saying if they move on from Njoku that Kyle Rudolph would be a good fit. And it wouldn't surprise me because Stefanski, of course, was in Minnesota before. And he knows what Rudolph does, so... It will not surprise me if they went after him if they move on from Nijoku. but... Um, I could also see him going to New England, um, like that one article was talking about. There's a few teams I could see him ending up with, but... So are we both on agreement that the Browns should get rid of the OBJ? Um... I don't know actually i uh yes, I know he was injured last year, and I know they made the playoffs, but you know if he's healthy, you might even get off, get that much better, you know, having him on the field decides so I was just gonna say, so I'm torn on that to a degree because. I think uh, even though he, in my opinion, is also a diva at times, um, I think that he's obviously very talented at the same time. He's still under contract for a couple of years. He's still only 29 years old. Um, I think if you can keep him happy and also still get the ball to Landry and your other guys, and we know Nick Chubb is very good, um, uh, in some ways it might make sense to keep him, just because you might improve that much more. I, um,
1: uh, I'm a little too, because O.D.J. is good at times. But, then there's the other aspect where Baker tries to get him ball more, and it's not working out. OBJ has a talent, don't get me wrong. OBJ is very talented. I think he's a little bit of a diva, in my opinion, more than anything else. And he's kind of crude with that. And if I were the Browns, I, would, I wouldn't risk it. I know you need the playoffs without him, but if I were the Browns, I think I'd get rid of him because he hasn't shown anything to
0: – Say that they should keep him. Well, here is they signed, to, they I, signed to him to a big contract, and he's been injured for most of that contract. Well, he was injured last year, the year before he had a thousand thirty-five yards. I think he had an ankle injury or something. I, I know he's been injured a couple times. But either way, my point is, his first year in Cleveland, he still had over a thousand yards. And Landry also and Landry also had over a thousand yards. So when they were when they were playing together, they both had over a thousand yards. Then last year when Beckham was injured, Landry had over or under a thousand because they were able to focus on him more. So I think if you have if you have if you keep OBJ, I think it improves your team that much more because they can't just focus on Landry. they got to cover them both. Similar to what the Vikings had with Diggs and Thielen and now have with Thielen and Jefferson. Is, you know, if they're both playing, I think it makes you that much better. True. And I get
1: that. But to me, it seems like Baker's trying the ball more to uh, OBJ than he is anything else. That, that's just my takeaway. They really haven't done they really haven't been a good team with OBJ um on that uh, on that team. They made the playoffs without OBJ and if I were them I think I'd get rid of them. That's just me. Working on the outside looking in.
0: Yeah, yeah. But we should probably wrap it up. We've already been going for almost two hours, and uh, I'm sure my wife would like to meet, see me at some point. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I agree. All right. So. Sounds good. Well, thanks as always. Um, yep. I'll order the trophy soon, and... I'll probably just wait. I know you've been waiting on your jersey for a while, but I'll probably just get you the trophy and jersey at the same time. Yeah, and then you'll probably get your jersey sometime soon, too. I don't know. All right. Uh, I'll let you know. All right. Sounds good. Thanks as always, bud. Yep. yep congrats again on winning for the second straight year at least it was competitive this year and uh i know we've talked about doing baseball picks you rob and i possibly ethan i'm still trying to figure out how i'd like to do that but i got a little bit yet to figure that out so i'll let you know um i might even start a group chat on facebook just uh throw different ideas out there, but um, either way, we'll keep in touch about that. Are we... I know we did it last year.
1: Are we doing uh, one on the draft? I can't remember if we did one last year.
0: Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Um, sorry, I didn't know if you were still going to talk or not. Um, I plan to at this point and I said that in the introduction before you guys got on, that um, we probably will do a couple more this off season between more free agency as more guys sign and then a draft. Um, we're obviously not going to do one every week throughout the off season because that would get old in a hurry. But um, as much as I love doing the podcast, we've run out of stuff to talk about. Um... But, yeah, I do plan to do a draft one for sure, and more free agency one, too. Okay. And we're still doing a basketball one, right? Yeah. um, For sure. Well, you watch NBA more than college, right? Yes, I do. All right. If
1: anything, I watch more NBA than I do college. I mean, the only time I watch college is
0: probably right around now is March Madness. Okay. Well, I was going to say I'd for sure like to do a March Madness one because it gets super exciting. Especially because my second favorite team is playing pretty damn well right now, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, they're up to 12th in the country now in men's basketball. Um, and, uh, they're number one in the country in college baseball right now. So I'm, a lot of things are going well in Arkansas land right now, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, and the football team improved. They still have the work to do, but I was impressed how much they improved last year. Um. So I'd like to do a Marv Madness one for sure. Um, I'd still like to do an NBA one just because I want to talk about the this change of coach. Um, also things going forward. I know you'd probably want to talk about Golden State. So I don't know when we're going to do it yet, but sometime soon. So all right, sounds good. Thanks as always for coming on. Yeah. next year. Yeah, well, we'll talk before then, but yes, for sure. Okay. We'll probably do another couple post-game ones when our teams play each other. So. Yep, thanks again, Elijah. Yep, thanks, Colton. Have a good night. You too, bro. Thanks, bye. All right, well, that was a super long podcast, but thanks as always for listening. Um... God bless everybody. Have a good night. Thanks as always for listening and hope you enjoyed it.